Hello and welcome. It is Saturday morning for us, for you, who knows what time it is. Uh, uh, and, 3.17. Well, yeah. so <laughs> I, guess, I, guess, I guess even me saying that is not objective. Although I, I choose to believe that the Eastern Standard Time is the objective time of the world. Um, but that's because looks. I live there. Yeah. Uh, of course, we're the Comics Pals. Uh, Kale's here. What up, hot dogs? Marco's here. What up? Tyler's here. Hi, my cat somehow is purring uh, incessantly when I played around with him like that. I don't know why he likes it so much. All right, oversharing. Uh, and uh, I'm here. And we're going to be talking about uh, all the biggest news this week in comics. Uh, say hello if you're watching live. We'd love to hear from you guys. Uh, we're going to be talking about probably my favorite thing that's happened over the last few years in comics. You guys know I almost love behind-the-scenes stuff more than I love what actually comes out, whether it be comics, movies. And so today, thanks to Bleeding Cool, we are going to be uncovering the secrets of 5G and what the original plans were. Oh, that stuff that gives you COVID? Yes. Finally. No. <laughs> yes. If anybody, if anybody was gonna crack it, it was gonna be bleeding. Let's cool. do it. Let's do it. <laughs> Rich Johnston's the guy. Yes. He fucking found the answer in a convention bathroom and <laughs> got, you know, overheard uh Jim Lee and and Marv Wolfman whispering because they knew a couple things. Oh yeah. Jim Lee and Marv Wolfman, the top top guys at DC. <laughs> You know, you know, the guys that will uh, whisper in a convention hall bathroom. Yeah, yeah. The stall. Yep. <laughs> Greet you at the stall. Oh, yeah, yeah. How's it been going? That, that, like that artist alley one with the weird hole in the stall door that everyone whispers to me through. Yeah, yeah. Sorry? Huh? <laughs> whispers. <laughs> Get something else in your ear. Oh, maybe it was Dan. He said he got arrested when he whispered in a Comic-Con bathroom. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my God. We almost knew that each other really well, Dan. Well, at least you weren't trolling Comic-Con in fake security. Well, as a fake security guard, <laughs> stealing from Oh, that's hard. We were doing like a, a best of weird shit that happened to us in comic books last year. Getting the dish from security guards at New York Comic-Con was, was top. top Seek, that was so good. Yeah, that should be our next uh, 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 pal, whatever show we do that isn't about wow, comics. Wow, like around. around. That's the one. <laughs> Which is uh, exclusive on Patreon. Patreon.com slash the comics pals. You can sign up uh, pro. and go check that out. Fucking pro. Thank you. Yeah. Um, but it's not time for the rest of our plugs yet. Uh, I want to talk about the Ant-Man and... Uh, Oh, no, no. Actually, I don't want to talk about that. I want to talk about The Flash. I want to start with The Flash. Ooh. Because The Flash is guilty. Guilty. Uh, Ezra Miller faced the courts, faced a jury. Well, didn't actually face a jury because Ezra uh, pled guilty. Oh, interesting. Yes, they did. To what they crime? The crime of burglary. So the Flash is a burglar. Uh, they did receive a sentence. Uh, 90 days. 
of a suspended sentence, which means that uh, Ezra will, will serve no jail time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they uh, will also be on probation for one year. They will receive a oh gosh, guys, I this this was they really came for Ezra on this one, a five hundred dollar fine. Oof, oof. Did they just gonna... fine him for the booze he took? Like, it's essentially how much it is. Like, ugh. <laughs> yeah. They broke into a home, or, or maybe they didn't break in. Let, let me not editorialize. They were in a home and stole alcohol from the home. And so the fine is 500 bucks for an individual who probably made, I don't know, what, like, a hundred times that, I don't know, something like that for the for this one film that they're in, the Flash film. Uh, they had to agree to 41 conditions within the state of Vermont to receive this plea deal. Uh, that includes drug testing. That includes no drinking during the course of the year. I don't believe that they will be living up to those agreements. Um, across well, the border, well, yeah. The Rock's not around to put a tequila bar at the Flash premiere, so <laughs> <laughs> they might be safe there. This is in Virginia, Vermont. 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 Oh well, yeah. Where you know where he can trip and fall they, over the, uh, the, the the where they can trip and fall over the uh, the Vermont border into New Hampshire or whatever the fuck. <laughs> Grab a beer. Ezra would like Punch to thank the court. <laughs> and the community for their trust and patience through this process and would once again like to acknowledge the love and support they have received from their family and friends who continue to be a vital presence in their ongoing mental health. Hmm. Uh, I mean, good that they (laughs) got arrested, but maybe let's address some of the more concerning pieces like burglary aside. Who hasn't stolen something from a 7-Eleven? Like me. All right, then. Let's not incriminate people. <laughs> also me. <laughs> oh, okay. Let's also not incriminate me. Um, Tyler, uh, well, let's just say your uh, your dad was a cop, right? Have you ever say, stolen anything from a 7-Eleven? Don't, don't let me near a self-checkout. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> well. Unreal. Uh, apparently, you guys need to be in the cell next to Ezra. Ooh, I'll get some good dish that way. Mm, might get some good something else. I don't know about dish. dish. It's it's not odds, Sean. <laughs> yeah, it is, actually. <laughs> a Vermont, I like to think, a Vermont I like to think, jail. <laughs> yeah, I like to think that all jails and prisons are essentially all Rikers. Yes, yeah, all Rikers. Oh, got boy. It. That's a whole other podcast. Yo, Riker, yeah, Rikers is even worse than Oz. <laughs> look, I don't, I don't suspect that there will be any more updates on Ezra until the flash comes out because I think that they know that they need to be on their P's and Q's. Otherwise they will lose a big bag and potentially be in some real trouble. Um, now, of course we don't know how any of the other crimes of Ezra Miller will resolve. It could be that, you know, they get arrested for something else um, that they've already done. But I think that, 
Warner will likely have them locked up in a room somewhere where they are where there's no way to do any crimes other than unto themselves. That feels like a prison. I don't know. I feel like you just put them there, right? So you're saying Warner needs like their own legitimate Arkham. Yeah. Yes. Actually, yeah, I, I do. I do believe that. What's for the, the rock's alcoholism called? and you know hostile takeovers for Ezra's you know many crimes for Joss Whedon's racism. Uh, like th- we can start locking up all these individuals. Well, let's not start with those chains, okay? No. All right. Uh, I'm done with this. It's not even no, fun not. anymore. No, you're not. You're gonna. All right. All right. <laughs> I want to be for today. If something, yeah, if something good comes out, sure. But <laughs> this isn't fun. Yeah, it's I not. Saw... They're they're getting away with it. <laughs> Oh, I wonder why. It's yeah. almost like oh, there's yeah. two there's two completely different judicial systems for uh, certain types of people. I'm just saying. Rich people. Agreed. Well, like even um 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 Ray Ray Fisher didn't do anything illegal or anything like that, but talks out a bit, and now he's in nothing really. You know, basically blacklisted. Yeah. Yeah. Warner would throw Ray Fisher in Arkham. Yeah, okay. for 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 disparaging them, but Ezra absolutely has uh, a rap sheet and still gets to main main uh, top of the card a tentpole film. So all over the country too, mind you. Like this isn't just Vermont, international, bro. Yeah, this is international crime. Isn't there one like in Even Iceland better. too? Yeah, the kind of crime you would need to have the powers of the Flash to accomplish. Global. Yes. I, I gotta say, even though I'm I'm saying all this, kind of impressive. I gotta say, it's kind of impressive. Well, listen, yeah. Don't you guys feel like a lot of supervillains just have like cats on their arms or like around their space as as they speak? Like Tyler, what's happening this morning? He's real needy. Um, he slept all day yesterday. I'm so. not worried about your cat. I'm worried about the fact that you're <laughs> saying it's impressive that Ezra Miller oh. has a global <laughs> rap sheet. As you stroke your cat. Well, you know. Uh, next Listen, question. What gets Tyler off gets Tyler off. We shouldn't talk about that. Uh, next question. All next right. Question. <laughs> so uh, why are you cattist? So I'm not. First of all, I do prefer dogs. I think dogs are. Uh, so cattist. Okay. I, I, I don't I see term. species. I don't see species. <laughs> I, well, I do see species and I do judge them, but I don't treat them differently. That's the key. So I can't be caddist. Um, I uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about um, us, actually. So um, Uh-oh. last week. <laughs> last time, last yeah, time I heard I, that. I, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Um, I have I news do, I about. Can, I can I, change on. I, I have news about uh, new ownership. Um I can be better, Sean. <laughs> I can try. We're, you know what? I'm not even going to make <laughs> Um, So uh, last week, um, Sunday, Tyler, Marco, and I got together, and we, uh, we actually hung out. Believe it or not, we actually, we actually are supposed to be friends. And uh, I know it's, it's crazy. And we realized, wait, oh, shoot, we all live in New York. 
we all live in like within 15 minutes of each other. Maybe we should maybe we should get together. And there was some resistance. We weren't sure what that would even mean, but we did. And uh we actually shot some in-person stuff. We shot some in-person um content and that is going to be the basis of some new stuff we're going to be doing. On the OnlyFans, you heard here first, in person, live, and minimal clothing. Oh, uh, well, I, I too am excited for the Iggy Azalea OnlyFans. <laughs> um, this is not that, mm. unfortunately. Um, we, but, but to Marco's point, uh, on Patreon, actually, we posted the first of the fruits of that labor. And we're excited for those of you who are who are taking the Patreon journey with us to head over there and give us feedback. Let us know what you think about what it is that we've done. Um, I don't even really want to talk about what it is uh, because I really want to get it right before we, you know, start pushing it for everybody. Um, but we need the help of the patrons. So if you want to, if you want a sneak peek, if you want early access, which is really what it is, and an opportunity to help us, you know, sort of sort of be behind the scenes with us as we develop content, you know, Patreon is, is the place to be. And it's not just going to be whatever this new show is. It's going to be a lot of different things we're going to be doing are going to be there first. And then everybody else will get it. So if you don't have, if you can't support, you don't want to, whatever, you'll see what we're doing. Um, it just won't be the early gestating stages that it's in now. Um, so patreon.com slash the comics pals. If you want to help out with that, you can also get the Palling Around show that Kale mentioned earlier, and you get a shout-out on this very show every single week. What could be better than that? A plug every week? Oh, my God. Thank you. Thunderstruck, Rebecca Alejandro, The Night Stalker, Harris Najinsky, Brian Demolisher Del Pozo, Random Rocio, Kefis the Incorruptible, The Great Destroyer, Hyper Viper 89, Momentum, Mike Elliott, Starcross, Catherine Stars, and the Ultimate Fighter, Snake of Talons. You're all fantastic. Thank you so much. Now we can talk about Ant-Man. Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. We got a new trailer this week. And wow. They uh, they left nothing on the table, huh? Mm. Uh, they yeah. showed too much. Uh, this is... Uh... Like, if we did, weren't doing the show, I would not watch trailers for, like, yeah. Marvel movies. I still try. <laughs> <laughs> Can't get away. Um, there's, um, like, they revealed characters that have been, that we knew were coming because of Comic-Con and merch and stuff. And, uh, I mean, I, it, it's in the trailer, so I could say they show MODOK off. You know, like, I'm a big MODOK guy. Let's, let's uh, agree not to... Um like spoil anything else from the trailer like outside okay. of that what yeah. you just said. I have a 20 minute bit on just kidding 20 minutes don't worry I we could talk about it <laughs> um but yeah like I, I like uh, I wish I didn't see it you know I think that's a that's a yeah. cool reveal I don't think you need to have that in, he's not big enough to be in a to need to be in a trailer you know like you got Kang already yeah yeah I think that's the thing it it I wonder if like for me, they feel uh, like it's oh cool. We have two villains, and how is that going to work? And what is how does it all connect? Um, they gave me. I, I will appreciate that they gave me more questions. 
because I'm curious as to how that's going to integrate into the movie at the very least. I gotta say, like this trailer made me less excited for the movie. Honestly, interesting. Mm. I started the trailer like, "Oh, I'm gonna hate this. This sucks." And then I ended <laughs> it. I ended it going, "Damn, this is probably gonna be pretty good." <laughs> I mean, yep. I I know it's got it's gonna be probably pretty good. I, it's a, it's a safe bet to say that a Marvel movie is probably gonna be good. Um, yep. Not for me. Not great. Like, you know, like there's other films out there that can be great. Um, but a Marvel movie, like, it's going to be worth the money you pay for it, at least. Um, you have a good time. Yeah, it's well, candy. It's candy. I was, I was talking to a friend of the show, Matt Murphy, about this, who, who texted me. He's like, can we just uh, agree that this year we don't see Marvel movies? Um, yeah. And, yeah. And I was oh, my like, God. I was yeah. like, he can. Yeah. I was like, first of all, you can because I have a, a show to do. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have a job. Um, he's like, it's just, it's just military propaganda. I'm like, all right, buddy. Um, <laughs> but, uh, like watching this trailer, I was just like, man, this is really one color. Like I was kind of <laughs> yeah. like the whole microverse or, or the quantum realm, whatever the hell they're calling this. Like, it seems very samey, you know, the tone, the tone, the color, the design of it. Um, and like the whole trailer was brown and silver with bursts of a, blue. It looked a lot cooler uh, whenever they showed it in. Uh, I think it was Ant Man and Wasp when yeah, they showed it. Yeah, it looked cooler. Or even when in the first Ant Man when he goes subatomic, you know. Right, right, like, right. Yep. It just looks more colorful, more psychedelic. It feels more like um, uh, Kale or, or someone help me out with this. Who who did like the, the real trippy Doctor Strange art in like the seventies? Dan's probably in the chat. He'll probably answer that for me. Kirby. Um, was that? Right. No, no, no. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. It was Ditko, right? Ditko. It was Ditko. Ditko. Okay, okay, good. I didn't want to say Ditko if I was wrong. Um, but yeah, like that's what I imagined that this whole world being. It just looks a little. Uh, mm. It looks like this is going to be a very specific reference, but it looks like what I would imagine a Marvel theme park ride to look like. That wasn't a brand new ride, but more of like right. an overlay of an existing <laughs> ride. Hidden behind oh, a lot of lights, a lot of like fog machines. Yeah, uh, and you're moving yeah. too fast to really see it. Which maybe it's it's playing into the theme of like this being the Wizard of Oz. You know, it's like don't look yeah. behind, look don't look at the man behind the curtain sort of thing. <laughs> don't look at how little we paid our uh, special effects people. Uh huh. There, if you if you pay if you pay attention to the first trailer, um, there's definitely a Wizard of Oz vibe. Um, one hundred percent. And um, this trailer, so we're not going to spoil all the stuff in the trailer, but I do want to talk about what the trailer is about. And it's setting up essentially the reason why, uh, why the reason why Kang makes sense in an Ant-Man movie, what these characters have to do with each other, pretty much. Um, and we do get more Kang FaceTime. Uh, he talks a lot. I almost would have preferred to hear less from Kang in the trailer. I like the fact that we still if you if you haven't watched Loki, this is literally your first time seeing Kang. And I like the idea that Kang is more reserved. So, I was hoping um that the main villain of the movie actually was Modok and that Kang was not clearly an antagonist, 
that's how the first trailer makes it seem. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying that that isn't or can't be the case. This trailer sort of took away my belief in that. Um, I yeah. think it probably is. It's just Marvel doesn't trust us to, enough to let us go see it and experience the story for ourselves. So they have to give it to us in the second trailer. Right. Yeah. I I still think this movie is going to be phenomenal. It's it's my pick this year. Um, they're comparing it to and, and who cares about comparisons? But in terms of ram- ramifications, they're comparing it to um, Civil War level, um, which makes well, sense. Can, can I use some reckless speculation here? Yeah, please, that's what the show's about. <laughs> I think that Scott Lang in this movie is going to do the most comics accurate Scott Lang thing. In this movie, die, die, yeah, yeah. I had that thought too. Oh, um, I think this is a passing of the torch to Cassie in this film. I think it's why they recast her. Um, at, like Paul Rudd, he's not getting any younger. You know, yeah, he's kind of old. Um, like three Ant Man movies. I think that's fine. Like, like keep Michael Douglas. You know, Hank Pym could stay around. You know, like the guy. You know, what's he do? What's what's he do? Michael Douglas? He well, gets uh, cancer Pim. from meat and pussy is what he does. But well, you know. <laughs> who doesn't? But yeah, you know. Um, I th- yeah, I think I think this is uh, this is where Scott Lang has his Scott Lang moment. Honestly, huh? I I I've seen that theory floating around a lot. It makes a lot of sense. Um, I don't want that to happen. I really like this version of Ant-Man, and I did not think I would. I really didn't. I was so mad that they were going with Scott Lang over Hank Pym. Really, really pissed. Um, but through a combination of Paul Rudd's acting, which has been f- fantastic, and two Ant-Man movies that they're not the best, but they're enjoyable, um, and that whole world I really, I really have liked. I don't want to see him go away. However, if Ant-Man can make the sacrifice play that keeps Kang at bay for a little longer or maybe gives, you know, humanity a heads up, I think that would be a pretty cool, like, hero's way out for a character who could use that. Yeah, I, agree. Ah. Yeah. I don't see the death happening. I think Marvel's going to be really selective with it and i don't think that this like as much as there's potential for that here uh, i think they still need scott for at least another maybe not avengers level film actually yeah some sort of avengers level film i think that's going to be one of the last moments for scott we might get close here but we're not gonna go beyond that threshold yet hank has to do something to make it so that we believe in the threat that he claims to, or that they think that they're trying to tell us he is. And that didn't happen in Loki because that wasn't even this Kang. I believe that this Kang we're seeing right here is the Kang that the Avengers will ultimately have to face off with. And if that's the case, then this Kang has to catch a body. It doesn't, I guess it doesn't necessarily have to be Scott Lang, but it has to be someone we care about. 
I mean, what I what I think of is Negan from The Walking Dead. Like, right. how did we know he was a force to be reckoned with? He killed off the heart of the book of the show. You know, this is your chance to I don't know turn Ant Man into Glenn in a way. It's a little different, but Vader, Vader, uh, you know, killed off Obi Wan, and people were like, "Oh my God, that's you know." Turned him into a fart in the wind, yeah. <laughs> like, some, he has to do something. So I think this is a great time for that, although I agree with you, Marco, that, like, I kind of want to see him, you know, I, I like to see him win. I don't know. He's that underdog. He's the Rey Mysterio of the uh, MCU. Booyaka. <laughs> <laughs> I, hope, I hope that doesn't make Cassie, like, the dom of the MCU, because that, that wouldn't be. Actually... I might enjoy that. Oh, oh. I'd enjoy that. Dominic. Okay, Sean, so Kale Dominic. doesn't, yeah, Kale doesn't know what that means. <laughs> I I know enough. <laughs> I think oh, I've, I've sent you right. guys enough weird wrestling uh, related stuff on Instagram, so. Oh, it's a wrestling thing? Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Apparently oh, yeah, not. Exactly. Uh, what did I spoil? I, I uh, Shoot, I, I hope I didn't. No, the Darth Vader. Oh, okay. <laughs> um,. This is the last Ant-Man Wasp trailer talk we're doing. If they put out 50 trailers next, we're not doing any more. I like to do the first trailer, the teaser, and, you know, the first teaser, and then the first big trailer, and I that's mean, it. We're a month out, so. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Oof. And you, but you know they're going to put out, like, two more. They Stop. can't even help themselves. We'll see what's going next week. Super Bowl yeah. probably Always spot, right? Yeah. Uh, all right, so no more, no more of that. Um, I I am really really excited for this movie though. I think it's gonna be good. Yeah, um, same. Speaking of good, let's get to some uh, some some listener comments from some good people. Tyler, take it away. This is where Sean gives me uh, paragraphs to read, so you can watch me fumble over my words. It's so fun. I suffer from from a malignant case of mush mouth. Um, Sean, who's this first uh, comment by? I don't think you have a list. Oh shoot. Um, sorry about that. It is Manny. Manny, okay. So Manny uh, commented, hey, pals, what do y'all see in the new Trinity? John, Yara, and Jace. I don't see anything in them beside being the handover from 5G future state. And in my opinion, the future state stuff has been their best stories. After future state, they sort of felt forced into being something bigger than they are now. And now they're kind of fading away. John going from ongoing to limited, Jace having his book canceled after issue 18, and Yara hasn't had a solid book after 1.5 arcs. Uh, I think on the Yara side, there was definitely buildup. It felt like, because I, I started to follow um, the Joel Jones arc, some of the War of the Amazon stuff because of the character. Because I, I thought the character had a lot of potential. It was, she was just defined as fun. And uh, she had sass. And that I think really sold her as comp as compared to Wonder Woman, who was very stoic a lot of the time. She was a bit goofier, uh, more lighthearted, but still had the same kind of drive. So, uh, with respect to that, I think that was the sell and the push therein. But unfortunately, Joelle just couldn't. The art was incredible, but I don't think the story really propelled the tracing and shit aside, Tyler. Uh, but I, I think the the story is the part that really suffered and, and hurt the character because then people didn't want to touch her because this this was the characterization which I think worked, but the narrative itself didn't lead cleanly into War of the Amazons and there was no natural 
way out afterwards. You just kind of end the story there, and I guess we'll put Yara somewhere at some point. I also felt like uh, outside of John, like Jace and and Yara, like because they were kind of forced into the spotlight right away, they didn't really have. It didn't feel like there was an editorial understanding of who the characters were because they didn't have stories that really built them up. Um, they would be thrilled. Like, even in, in, in Dark Crisis mm. when they show up, I'm like, I, these don't seem like real characters. They feel like just cookie-cutter things. Um, I, I enjoyed the Yara stuff in that that uh, that Wonder Woman book. Um, that was good. I like the whole she leans into the more God aspect of of Wonder Woman, which is like my cup of tea when it comes to a Wonder Woman thing. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't read the Jace stuff. I know he's like the Batman of New York with Tim's on, um, but I didn't quite get there. It's funny. Uh, Tim might be with him soon, so he might have two kinds of Tim's with him. Um, <laughs> Snapback. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I mean, I think the John Kent stuff has landed because he has had a lot more of a comics history, though. I definitely think that's true. Um, I also, I also don't, I don't think that people really want there to be another Batman. Um, I don't, I don't think that that's something that people by and large care about. I think with Superman, it's a little easier. It's his actual son. So that makes a lot of sense, but we saw a lot of the pushback to even John before the, 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 the anger about his bisexuality um and i think yada didn't connect because the book wasn't good like mm. i think if the book was good yeah the character would have been okay maybe I think, um yeah. if joel jones if if joel jones could write then yada floor would have popped because they clearly wanted that to happen mm. um it just didn't work and yeah and 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 with with you know um, the new Batman, like I just don't think people care about that. I re- I really don't. It's it's irrelevant. Also, also he's a a character that came out of nowhere and has the the thinnest tangential connection to the Waynes and you know that extended family. Like it doesn't. There's nothing there for anyone to hold on to. Not only did he come out of nowhere in that sense, but like we had a fox son. That was a yeah, superhero, yeah. you know, mm. and they're like, no, nah, it's the other one that we didn't even know about who apparently has a Japanese mother, actually. So he's mixed race now. OK, Blasian. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is definitely something we're going to talk about more uh, when we get into the 5G files. But I will say that I think these three characters are the biggest losers of 5g being scrapped because they would have basically been the main characters so the fact that 5g didn't happen i mean like we're all saying oh yeah uh we don't feel connected to uh jace fox he came out of nowhere well they the 5g years would have seen his build up and rise and he would have been shoved down our throats we would have had no choice and hopefully the stories would have been good enough that we would have fallen in love but that's never going to happen now because 5G went away. We're going to talk about that more uh, shortly. So thank you for the question. And um, hopefully, you know, we can give you a more detailed answer as we go. So uh, Dan, uh, Dan Trudeau, who you might even see in the Twitch chat, 
he commented saying, given the fact that the current MCU film slate is building towards a Secret Wars adaptation and the source material was about the reality of the Marvel Universe changing, do you guys think this might be a way for them to have a soft slash hard reboot? By that point, even actors like Paul Rudd and Don Cheadle would be aging out of the franchise. Unless Feige and company really want to go into Uncharted Waters, it might be a way to bring in new versions of Cap, Thor, etc. into the fold. I think that um, that goes to what we were talking about earlier with the idea of Scott Lang dying. Uh, something does have to give. Like you, you can't just you you can't just uh, kill them all, and that I mean that's not that's not going to work. And you can't have 60, 70 year old, eighty year old people playing superheroes forever. That's just it's it's not going to work. Um. Secret Wars seems like a great place to do a soft reboot, especially because a lot of the older characters have already had long journeys and some of them are dead. Some of them are off the board. So we have to get away from this idea that you can't replace char- characters uh, or rather actors. We ha- we can't do that. Um, Black Panther is a little different. I get it. I don't necessarily agree, but I get it. Everybody else, though. Like other people can play Captain America. I'm sorry. Other people can play Tony Stark. Robert Downey Jr. is cool, but he's 80. Like we need to move on. I think there's two objectives for Secret Wars. I think it's solidifying who your new Avengers are. Um, whether that's introducing new people to play Thor, Cap, Iron Man, or whatever, or solidifying like a newer younger avengers or a newer team like photo their photon in there throw doctor strange i don't know do that and i think the other objective is to be fan service i'm i'm imagining like hugh jackman's wolverine probably shows up i could see like toby mcguire showing up in this it is if you thought endgame was fan service the movie um secret wars is gonna give you a run for your money in that regard um where it might even just be fan service vomit, who knows? Um, but I think I, I don't even hmm, I don't I don't see them using Secret Wars to to be that way of adding a new cap like a new Trinity. I think it's going to just be a way of solidifying who the new players are, really. Again, well, I don't think they really solidified it since we've int- we've been introduced to a lot of people, but. I, you you yeah. mean sorry? You mean like uh, Tyler, like like the new team introducing the young Avengers and stuff? I mean, I don't think it's going to be as as straightforward as you know Cassie and you know Kate Bishop, Hawkeye, and Miss America standing and saying, "Hey, we're the new Avengers," you know. But I think oh, it could be a lot of you, people you, coming up you, to to bat, you know. You never seen a Marvel film? You don't think that's going to happen? As I'm saying that, I remember the the, the part in Endgame. <laughs> Uh, with Captain Marvel, and I'm like, oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're the Young Avengers. I think this whole process is taking too long. Yeah, well, it's almost like there was we a global should... pandemic that messed up the timeline for a lot of stuff. Well, that aside, we've seen several movies by now, yeah. um, and we know the track of these of of what these movies are going to be. Um, so I'm not even necessarily talking about this moment in time. If you're telling me that Secret Wars is the establishment of a new Avengers, that's that's three years down the road yeah. from here. And what? How many movies is that? How many shows is that? That's yeah. 
dozens of projects to get to a new Avengers team. My God. Like, these people all know each other. Team up. And they all go through a global threat every 10 minutes. You're telling me they're not you're they're not calling each other like what is going on? I, I think though that that's a like let, let, let's just put it to 20 years, right? That was a 20 year progress to to get to that from 2008 to 2026, 20, 27. And I think that that's a good timeline because you're getting people who are going, hold on, you're, you're from from a long term acquisition standpoint, you're getting new generations at that point. You're getting the actual people that you care about. The the young people are going to grow up now with, oh, these guys are my Avengers, the same way comic book readers do. And you need to have those generations to fuel the fire. And that length of time, you need it. You can't do it any quicker because then we're going to have three different Avengers, three different Avengers teams, and we're going to get frustrated by that. But you have to think about how to get the next set of people, the next set of moviegoers, the next set of MCU fans who, yeah, we have our history and they need to focus on the next wave. We, they have us locked in, done. Why, why prioritize what we want over how they could potentially get more people down the road by introducing new teams over this extended period of time? The next iteration of the Avengers, I would expect to be another 20 years because you need to follow that from a long-term perspective. Wait, are you talking about a reboot? No, in I'm not the talking 20-year time period. Or are you talking about a new team of Avengers of different people? Yeah, I, I'm saying a new team of Avengers of different people. Like if if that if it's gonna if it's gonna end up being within Secret Wars, because I I don't think it's gonna be a reboot. I think we'll we'll get the new team there, and that length of time makes sense to me. What? But okay, so. So, first of all, that presupposes that there was a long-term strategy for this, and that's not the case. They didn't They didn't intend on 20 years worth of telling stories with these this particular set of characters. It wasn't a, a strategic thing. They just kind of did whatever – they did what happened. But you can pivot in between that, though. That's that, like You have the long-term thinking now to, to be able to see even – five years after, seven years after, whatever it might be, you can say, oh, hold on, we can, maybe we can start to plan this out in a, in a way that, because now we have structure. If structure and we have audience expectation. It, okay, fine. So let's take you on that. What reason would any audience, like a massive audience have to want to see, oh, I don't know, Patriot, right? Versus Steve Rogers, Captain America, or the Great Lakes Avengers versus the Avengers with the Trinity on it. Like, there's no reason from a financial standpoint to do that. So I don't think it makes business sense. Business sense would be to pump out an Avengers movie every year or 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 every several years. Of course it would be. Every one of them's made a billion bucks. But but that's short term. Like like short short term is is Not for a billion. No, but I mean like a billion versus over an extended period of time you're going to make a couple billion, right? That like that that I think is if you're going to pump stuff out, uh, I think there needs to be some sort of awareness of like, hey, we need to understand this needs to be something ongoing. The MCU needs to be something like the like the set of Disney princesses movies. We we need a new set every a new one release every X number of years because that's the brand. The brand has to be longevity, not short term pumping out the TV shows and the build up to all that. That's the cash grab. That's the short term. 
But when you look at the larger narrative, that's going to be over the 20 year period, the 10 year period with new iterations. The cat wait, the cash grab is the Disney plus television shows that people pay $15 a month for a subscription service, but not the movies that make a billion dollars. Just to make the movies, but like in between, you're not going to go from, all right, the, we're, the next movie, we're introducing a new, a new squad. Who said that? I'm saying that it's been three, no, four years since the last Avengers movie and that the next event movie, which I consider to be Kang Dynasty, is still two years out. So that's six years. That's what I'm saying. That's a long time. Like we've had enough groundwork for uh, an Avengers film. We have all these characters. They can do something, you know? And what's the and what's the in-universe logic of the fact that the Avengers aren't together? I'm I'm dying for someone to tell me that. Why why isn't why hasn't that happened yet, other than Marvel just stalling for whatever reason? Contract negotiations. I was gonna say they're stalling because they have us locked in. Like they can they they have the flexibility to extend it out however long they want or however short they want, but I I would prioritize as a business the long term over the short term. That to me seems like strategy. For me, a total reboot is going to be a break in case of emergency sort of thing. I don't think they do a new Cap, new Iron Man, new Thor until things start dying in terms of sales for the movies and buzz about them. Um, because, like, think about it. Like, if nobody's seen the movies anymore and they announce, hey, new Avengers coming out, we got a new Cap, yeah, that, that brings people back. You know, I think this is, like, a thing we don't see until things get bad. I think for now they're going to just keep building up new characters and trying to make them the new Cap, Thor, and Iron Man. Given reports that we saw, I don't know, a month or two ago that, that Marvel is, is looking at the reaction to phase four and adjusting accordingly, I think it's possible that, we, I mean, we know that the, the Young Avengers is definitely a thing that they have wanted to do, and it's clear that that's where this all is going. Um, I just, I just, I don't even care about that. Like, cool, sure, whatever. I'm saying that, uh, six years, seven years is too long between Avengers movies, point blank. You could do yeah. Secret Invasion, you could do Kree Scroll yeah. War, you could bring Ultron back, you could do 50 million things, you could do there's any number of things you could do. But this amount of time between Avengers movies, which are the ones where things actually happen, makes it feel like they're literally stalling, and that's not fun to watch. So that I think for me, that's why Ant-Man and Wasp is so ex or Quantumania is so exciting because I know that one way or another it's moving forward. The main villain of this of the of the three phases, not just uh not just phase five and six, but technically even phase four, we've seen once and we will see one more time next month. And his you know coming out party isn't until two years from now. Well, listen. You know, I'm not here to I'm not here to break news about Kang's sexuality. I'm just talking about film appearances here. Uh, but, okay. yeah, about about the party. Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, congratulations. Either way, Mazel <laughs> Uh Wow! Thanks for the question, Dan. Appreciate it. Um, so, oh, is that a question? Are we still doing that? 
Yeah, yeah. That was not even a wildcat gets to go away now. Yeah, and uh, welcome to Plan Three Kingdom for first time chat. Welcome. Oh yes, welcome. Thank you for the comment. Appreciate it. Please do subscribe if you haven't. Um, so, a couple of Marvel things before we get into the five G talk. Uh, Storm is getting a solo series. Yes. Finally. Finally, right? Well deserved. Addendum added to that show. Yeah, but you will. Yeah. Damn, Tyler, you just. Sorry, this I can't get excited for this. I'm sorry. But but okay, but you know the bit. You clearly know the bit. I couldn't hold it. <laughs> I know there was a bit, trust me, but I couldn't hold it. I'm like, I, I, I didn't want Marco and Kelly getting excited. I wanted them excited. Hey, That's I the whole point of the bit, Tyler. Hey, please. Hey, hey, Tyler, you don't have to worry about me getting excited. That's true. That's true. Don't worry. <laughs> Marvel's putting on a storm book, but it's a storm book that takes place in Storm's 80s punk rock era with the mohawk hair and all that jazz. That's fucking cool. Oh, well. What? <laughs> Why is no one else excited about that? That's like peak Storm. He's got that now. Why don't they make it now? We just so- watched her toast that guy on Mars. Like, give me, yeah, give me that book. Storm's a badass today. You don't need to go back yeah. 40 years or whatever it is to see her be cool. And that's my problem with this. Uh, so this is going to be written by uh, Anna Senti uh, with art by uh, Sid Kodian, Koshian, uh, who did the the Gambit book with Kurs Claremont that actually had Storm in it. Uh, she it was young Storm with Gambit, oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. they were on some sort of mission, some theft mission. I don't know. Um and uh yeah this is going to be taking us back into the 80s so for those of us who are still clamoring for days gone by uh we will be getting our wish um the only reason why to me this is not just total fodder for for you know the older folk is that compared to all the other throwback books that they've done this is the only one i can think of that takes place in an era that i feel like people genuinely like want more of and didn't get that much of i feel like punk storm's pretty cool a lot of people think of this as the coolest period of storm and it really wasn't like that long i can imagine that maybe some cool stuff happened in the margins of those x books compared to like symbiote spider-man era where it's like all right i feel like they've told a lot of stories in that era They've gone back a lot. Like, who needs it? We haven't played too, too much in this time frame. Correct me if I'm wrong, which it looks like Tyler's ready to do. No, I just gave myself a question. Um, it, I, I, like, overthought Give this. It to the rest and of now, the group. And now I'm, like, oh, in a rabbit hole in my brain. Um, in my head, I'm like, do we have this storm already in the main comics, Bloodstorm. It's an alternate universe vampire storm that is Punk Storm. Um. But then she died, so I'm thinking, like, well, do, do, does Kurkoa bring back multiversal mutants that die on the main universe? Um, but that's a different I, I, question. I have to imagine if they have a backup. They would be backed up, yeah, but in terms of... Uh, never mind. Well, Again, if, weird if they're, question. If, they're, if, they can, if they can make the physical body and there's the mental, you know file and backup yeah. i would imagine they could is it like aoa nightcrawler is another one never if mind it i got it so yeah. again I, I got into a quick adhd rabbit hole in my brain there for a second that's the face you saw sean 
if it uh, weren't for the fact that you're the only person that knows about that, then <laughs> fair, fair. Um, no, it was. Um, I'm just. I'm not. I'm just not a fan of these like throwback books that Marvel's been doing. Yeah, and I know that's a very me thing, you know. But I like. I like going forward. I like you know pressing onwards. Yeah. Um, but apparently they're doing well enough for them to want to do more. So when Innocenti Nocenti is a name like yeah, that's yeah that's sort of got me going shit maybe they're terrible yeah. good shit you know more yeah. more than chris claremont actually yeah. yeah i don't know why well chris is he's chris claremont's got that claremont brain well he's also claremont past <laughs> the prime I yeah guess. well look claremont's also been doing this for they have yeah. him on retainer specifically to do this ad nauseum until he can't do it anymore um Nesenti is like a name that doesn't come around that often, I feel. so. I think that's the draw. Fair. She actually said, uh, she said, um, uh, I joke about how cool it is that Marvel brings us old timers to sing our greatest hits for the Legend series, but it is truly an honor and a joy. Is that what they're calling it? The Legend series? I guess so. Which would then be like uh, X-Men Legends, which was, well, was this sort of thing. Yeah, there's okay. a proper yeah. There's a proper book right called uh, uh, X Men Legends. No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like so. they've been doing this. Like I'm surprised they haven't done this for Daredevil yet. Like shit, getting mm. a senti on Daredevil again. You know, like post death Electra Daredevil. Sure. Yeah, she just she just had a part in the uh, a big part in the Electra. Um, was it the the 100th issue or whatever celebration they recently did for the Red, Electra. White, and, and Blood or whatever. Yeah, yeah, whatever that whatever that was, yeah. Um Yeah, this is fine. I, I can't I can't buy books like this. I I'm still waiting for the the two thousands throwback books. Get Bendis on a Legends contract to write stories in the margins of New Avengers and I'm in. So you're like, I don't care much about this unless it appeals to my specific interests. Of course. <laughs> of That's course. Fair. That's fair. Absolutely. I do have a question here. And maybe yeah. this is just my 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 knowledge of the comics. Rogue's costume in this cover, um, isn't that the more modern costume? Which is confusing. Uh, the costume she's wearing in X Men Red, you're saying? No, no. In in uh, it's it's the more modern one from like Uncanny uh, Avengers and stuff like that. Mm. Which I guess maybe isn't modern anymore. It just seemed I was like the cover threw me off too. But I guess maybe it's Man. it's an Alan Davis, by the way. Yeah, I know. It's good. Yeah, good stuff. Uh, all right. Well, there's a book we won't be reading on Pal Spools, but Rip. here's a book we very could, likely could be a listener pick. Could be a listener. Could pick. could be. Yeah. Could be. You're right. That's fair. Listeners do get to uh vote. By the way, listeners get to vote after the show uh on Saturday. You can head on over to uh Twitter and you can place your vote for the listener pick. This week uh Black Cloak won because Kelly Thompson uh, unleashed her, her her legion on our Twitter poll, and um, but it was pretty good. It's a good book. So, uh, listener pick is yet undefeated. Wow, was that four weeks in a row? Yeah, since we started, you guys have not missed a beat. So uh, keep that going. Um, Sins of Sinister. Ugh. Yeah, it's an event that uh, is going to be pretty long. Oh, cool. That's it. No news, no news article next. Let's go. <laughs> um, so I figured that Sins of Sinister, without like 
really diving in. I figured Sins of Sinister would be about a month longer than a month or two. January, Ke- February type thing. A Kieran Gillen event? Come on. Well, weekly? I, I, I figured, my God, how long could it be? Well, it's lasting all the way until April 26th with Sins of Sinister Dominion. Uh, that's going to be written, of course, by the aforementioned Kieran Gillen with art by Lucas Wernick and Paco Medina. Um, man, they're shutting down the X line, right? And we're getting uh, immoral X Men. We're getting Storm and the Brotherhood of Mutants, and we're getting Nightcrawlers till April. That's a long time. Three months, bro. It, uh, I, mm. I'd like to say my two read pile is going to be a lot smaller, but I also know I'm a completionist, so that's why. Even if I don't like this, I'm going to read it. It's going to be a hate read thing. Hopefully, hopefully not. But I mean, yeah, some amount of this we're going to read for the show too, right? Then that's going to be Seanson. <laughs> just um, I got a lot of those. The, uh, X Men, <laughs> adjectiveless X Men. That's not changing, right? I believe that's still just going on as normal with Duggan. As far as I, as far as I know, that might be my favorite X Men book going on, besides Exterminators, which is I think one more issue. Um, but like it's the stuff that's not tied into the greater Krakoa grand scheme of things that I'm more interested in. Like X Men Red, you don't like more than X Men. Uh, oh, fair, fair, but that's going that's going on hiatus to do whatever it wants to do in some alternate reality thing. Ugh. I hate alternate reality stories. Um, Man, yeah, I want to be a fan of Krakoa so bad, <laughs> so bad. I love it so much. The X Men have just they've been refreshed for me. I just okay. Well, I think you just need a nap. What would be a good book? To, like, pitch a book yeah, that right. would get you back into Krakoa, Kale. The fucking, the original Marauders pitch. Oh, going around saving mutants? Kitty, Kitty Pride has to go around and save mutants. It's an anthology book. Uh, she's got a whole crew. She's an actual pirate. I fucking sold. Do the Scarlet Witch book, but with pirates. I want to. I love, I love that that happened, like, once. Yeah, where, where they legitimately went to go save mutants and whatnot. It happened like one time, and that was the premise. That's they sold the book on that idea. Fucking, I want to fucking give give me a rom uh, a rom com uh, comic based on the wild Krakoa nightlife. Whoa, I want dude. one. That's, uh, it's a Green Lagoon comic, Blobs Bar, Tiki Bar, but it's like Cheers. Like man, it's there. The stuff is there. We had pitched years ago, we had pitched like a, a podcast idea where I think it was Jubilee would have a podcast and the stuff that she would talk about on the show would be the basis of each issue of a series where she would just basically do the gossip of Kokoa and we would see what was happening um, Wait, that she was talking about. Isn't Sinister the gossip queen in this in this world? So maybe this is what Sins of Sinister is. <laughs> Yeah, but pe- people, not me, but people like Jubilee. <laughs> yeah, I, I like Jubilee. Um, they're See. comparing this to AOA, Age, uh, Age of Apocalypse, and for me, that's not like that isn't that's not a good thing. Age of Apocalypse, <laughs> like, re- like really? Yeah. What? Why do we need to ape an event that happened 
40 years ago or whatever it is that really wasn't all that that a lot of people don't care about. Not only that, we just did that right before Hoxpox with Age of X-Men. Well, that That's also true, but, but far be it from Marvel or DC, frankly, to care about how recently they aped themselves. Yeah. I would I would oh, I would love this to make Sinister a name again. It, dude, the the last issue of something we read, uh we the, with the reveal uh, read. Uh, of Nathaniel Essex, everybody on this podcast said, Oh I know, I know. I know. But if they can like if, if Gillen and company can make me go, Oh fuck. Mm. You know, I like I just want to feel the threat of sinister do you feel it do you guys feel at this point that they still have that opportunity or is he is he burnt enough for you guys now oh i think there's still opportunity for him to be something i enjoy because because he has the the machinacious mind you know like he's a true villain he's got fucking cloning tubes and talking turtles or some shit like he's got it the essence is there. He's not scary. I don't care about anything he does. I'm not interested in his plans. It's always going to be some goofy shit. Yeah. Um. He's just not serious. His name is Mr. Sinister, and he's a clown. Mm-hmm. He's a joke. And they're going to do a whole event about a character who's essentially a joke. This feels like fan fiction now. Mm. It feels like Sinister is Karen Gillan's favorite character. And he has decided, oh, well, since I have the reins, I'm going to do whatever I want with Sinister. And I'm going to make Sinister the man, but my version of Sinister. Mm. The one that is funny and goofy and, you know, flimsy and all, all, like, just nothing to be taken seriously. And it's not, like, Karen Gillen is super, super talented, but write another villain, please. Or make the fan service sexy. It is. That's part how of the problem. Be, how could it be more sexy? Um, I mean, bright side, silver lining here. My expectations for this are low, so the opportunity for it to exceed them is much easier. That could be good. <laughs> the good old comics, comics pals could be good. Uh, uh, we should we should do that X Men podcast. By the way, let's produce that. <laughs> right, that's sick. That's sick. But who's gonna play Jubilee? We uh, we uh, some of us know at least one woman. Like, Not anymore. <laughs> I've I've known one woman for thirty two years. Uh, that's my mom. I mean, maybe your mom would play Jubilee. That was really wholesome, Sean. I don't think any of us want that, uh, Marco. I- <laughs> uh, well, we can talk off the air about why it's not. Okay. But um, <laughs> actually, we can't. But yeah, uh, I I I I just can't do this anymore with Sinister. I I I hope for the best. Of course, I hope the event's good. I want it to be good. It could be good, but I'm just not. I don't care anymore. Uh, uh, Kingdom says at least they didn't bring back Onslaught. They actually did. Yeah. Was, um, no, no. He says, he "Oh, wait." Yeah. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep. There you go. There you go. Um, can't get away from any of this. Uh. And yeah, Justin says events sell. Events do sell. Um, 
I don't see why, you know, Sins of Sinister has to be like Age of Apocalypse, though. Couldn't it just be like Sins of Sinister? You know, couldn't it just be like a new thing? See why that means we have to suffer. Right. Um, Speaking of sins, we just talked about the sins of Sinister. Let's talk about the many sins of Dan Didio. Uh, well 5G is Dan Didio's dream project, the dream of dreams, the magnum opus. We've talked on this show before about editorial control and mandates and things like that. Never in my time as a comics fan have I seen more strategies planned out by an individual person. Um, Bleeding Cool has followed the 5G story for years. I think they first started reporting about 5G in 2019, 2018, somewhere around there. They are, they've been on it. DC has never officially acknowledged 5G in a press conference sense or anything like that. They don't acknowledge what plans were and weren't a part of it. They don't talk about that. But we know for a fact 5G existed. It was a plan. Dan Didio had a huge board. I wish I had a picture of it now. I don't. But he had a huge board with all these different timelines and things like that. Wonder Woman was the first hero. She inspired the JSA, which inspired Superman, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. All these plans uh, that went into the future, 5G. This would have seen the Trinity essentially aging and all in various stages of retirement to be replaced by the next generation of heroes that we know as uh in this in in reality it was Jace Fox who ended up becoming Batman Yada Flora to replace uh Wonder Woman and of course John Kent who is Superman That's the part we all know We saw a lot of the plans regurgitated and repackaged in Future State and we're still seeing echoes today if you don't believe me, I'm going to prove it to you now. This is the 5G files. Thank you to Bleeding Cool. Thank you to Rich Johnston for this juicy stuff. I love it. You have made a theme song for that. I know, right? A little sting. Oh, man, that would have been good. Mm-hmm. If only we had a production for this show. Um <laughs> I mean, I mean Catching more production straight. than Jeez. more production than any of us are capable of. Not like that, that Jeez, wasn't targeted. Catching strays. No, no, it's no. Not, we have a musician on hand. Like it's not like he couldn't have. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, that I didn't. Even, I actually wasn't even thinking about that. Um, I just wanted to say that we don't have production, but we do. Tyler's Tyler produces, but Tyler doesn't make music. I was in a band. He oh, played, he played bass. I don't know. Oh. Let's stop at a base for a little bit. Isn't it like your your brother or something also made the, no, the no. theme tune for Longbox? Uh, my cousin did, actually. Yeah, that's true. Oh, so then we really don't have production when we could. Marco and Tyler, what are you guys doing? Oh, all right. 5G Get, theme now. Talk to me about 5G. All right, fine. That was Marco going to play something. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
<laughs> Better own John Carpenter over here. You know what? That was that was better than nothing, dude. Thank you. I like it. I feel like that was a proper intro, and I feel comfortable talking. I could do it, it too. Whoops. The 5G files. <laughs> All right. Let's start with Batman. I think Dan Didio has a personal grudge against the character Batman. Because of the things that I'm about to tell you. He's on record as having something against Nightwing. That is true. Which makes this which makes all of this make very little sense to me. Because the the premise of 5G is to move DC beyond the same old characters. It was to introduce the new wave, sort of like uh, you know, what Marco was saying about we gotta get the kids, you know? Um and 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 that was the idea. That's so what I was saying. I I'm pretty sure that's what you were saying. Nope, nope, that's not what I was saying. You and Dan Didio want to get the kids. Nope, nope. Let's not let's not cut that. All right. Um so 2020, Dan Didio was fired. These were the plans for Batman, and it starts with Alfred. As we all know, Alfred died in Tom King's Batman. This was supposed to be the beginning salvo, the opening salvo of 5G. Because Alfred's death was supposed to segregate or separate Batman, Bruce Wayne, from humanity. Because Alfred was, in Bruce's mind, his true father. And this would cause a schism within the Bat family. Bruce would start to isolate. And Joker would see a, um, you know, a way in, I guess you could say, and would attack Gotham. This actually happened in James Tinian's run. There was a Joker war arc Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. saw Joker against, obviously, Gotham, but also Bane. In the original version, Joker would have been defeated by Batman, who would have promised himself that he would put an end to the Joker once and for all, no longer caring as much about his morality because Alfred is dead. And he would have stopped himself short of finishing the Joker because Joker, oh my God, uh, you know, ending him, like killing him or or putting him away permanently somehow. Getting him past the edge. Wow. He pushed Batman past the edge. Oof. Right, he lost control of himself. Sounds like those yeah. books Marco reads. <clears throat> Edging what? And Joker would have uh, been let go by Batman because he promised Batman that he would kill Bane for him. Mm-hmm. And Batman would accept this and let the Joker go. That was the initial plan. A decent first draft. I'll give it that. Okay. Okay. Cool. So let's move first forward draft, with Batman. First draft. Yeah. Uh. Then. <laughs> Sorry. Dan, Dan Trudeau says DDO's opening move was to ruin Batman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Expert play. That's pretty pretty on brand for Dan DDO at the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh. Then 
uh Joker would reveal um this this like truce or alliance that they have um and to Bruce's shame of course you know now it would be exposed that he allowed Bane to die at the hands of the Joker and so he would retire as Batman uh shut down Batman Inc across the world and then retire to England where Alfred is from mind you I should also say that all the <laughs> Tyler just left I don't know I don't know the significance. We just saw Alfred. Major Anklage. Major Alfred's Tyler from Ankle. England. Fuck that. <laughs> um, I should also point out that all the, the primary members of the league would have been aged up. So we're talking about Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman as looking as if they're 60 years old. Batman would have actually been 60. Of course, age has no meaning for Superman or Wonder Woman, but Superman would have been uh, depowering. Um, oh. Yeah. Uh, and so now we're talking about a 60-year-old Bruce who has retired as Batman and lives in England. Do you guys remember a book called oh. Batman the Detective? Yep. Mm-hmm. Where was he? England. Yep. Yeah, I think there's a – no, it's a, it's a cover. There's a cover in Liverpool next to the Liver Birds. So immediate proof. I've already explained several things that happened – Huh. But they happened in a different way than they were originally intended. Hmm. I love it. It's amazing. Uh, and, and and a lot of this would have been shown in a, a book called um, Batman, The Last Days of Batman. So there was The Last Days of Batman, The Last Days of Superman, and presumably a Wonder Woman one. But the Bleeding Cool 5G files have not gotten to that point. Haven't touched Wonder Woman really yet. So I'll pause now. Where are you guys at with this? I mean, oh, I'm I'm off board completely. <laughs> Lost them at the dock, man. Even that, get... The nonsense with the Joker. Like, that doesn't make sense at all. Yeah, that's the only part that really kind of annoys me. It's like, oh, that, doesn't, that doesn't feel in yeah. character. I think the whole idea of Batman uh, uh, losing his morality just because Alfred's gone, like that doesn't sit with me very well. And that seems to be the cornerstone of this whole story. Well, and it's every other Batman story. Ugh, Batman, something happened to Batman, so he isolates himself from his family. Uh, Dan in the chat goes, where are you at with this? Reading Image, Dark Horse, other publishers. <laughs> Reading Sins of Sinister. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> um, all right, so let's stick with, let's stick with Batman because there's more. More, um, I guess, related to the characters around him. So Damien would feel betrayed by Batman's retirement to England and would take on a new father figure in his granddad, Ra's al Ghul, and would go on to lead the League of Assassins. I'm on board. Yeah, that tracks, actually. I'm, I'm, I don't hate that. Uh, so then... Um, he would take on Luke Fox. I specifically said Luke Fox because Jace Fox was not originally intended to be Batman. It was supposed to be Luke. Jace came out of literally nowhere and I think was a character who existed but like had a, had yeah. one appearance and then they yeah. brought him back to be 
Batman. Yeah. Just to just to pivot from what Dan had planned. I don't think that makes more sense. I think that makes less sense. Why would why would Luke Fox not graduate from um what was his uh was superhero Batwing. name? He was a Batwing. Batwing. Yeah. yeah. Why would he not graduate from Batwing to Batman? Batwing in Africa or something. Right. Yeah. That was that was the first one. That wasn't that wasn't even him. That was somebody else. Oh, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was another dude. Great um, one, by the way. Yeah, I did enjoy that. So it would be Luke Fox versus Damian Wayne. John Kent would side with uh, Luke, which would lead to the formation of a new Justice League down the road. I'll get to that. Luke Fox would have been Batman. Damian Wayne is Robin. What event just ended or is actually uh, <laughs> has one issue to go? Thought ended. And, yeah. and with a, la- a whole Lazarus Pit connection. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Batman versus Robin. The original Batman versus Robin. That we're talking about three years ago, four years ago, that all this stuff was in the works and planned. And they're still playing it out just in completely different ways. So now the Batman versus Robin we got is actually Bruce versus Damien, who's under some sort of mind control. Where we're supposed to be Damien versus Luke Fox. Whoa, that's kind of wild. Damn, that's actually kind of cool. Yeah. I like that story, actually. That's, yeah, that's good. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Um, could be, could be worse. Although, uh, we were supposed whole, to get. Sorry, the whole John Kent not siding with Damian thing is interesting. I think there's there's rife uh, potential there because they're best yeah, friends. Big big conflict. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. There were times I thought that maybe that they were going to go down that road. So I guess it makes sense. Are they are they friends in the comics? Super friends, yeah. They're like, they're, best they're friends. like best friends. They're the super sons, man. Yeah. Oh, you didn't know about that? Nope. Great book. <laughs> That's when John was still like a kid, though. So yeah. Mm. Um, there was supposed to be a new a new um a new Robin. It would have been uh Tamara Fox. So another one of Lucius Fox's children would have been um would have been taking on a a bat mantle, which is. Very annoying, because um, <laughs> it's just like where where did they come from? Why is Lucia, why are all of Lucius Fox's children superheroes? Uh, okay, fine. Um, let's talk Superman. So, Superman would have decided to reveal his secret identity. Um. In Superman Revealed, he would have chosen to start pressuring other superheroes to do the same and cause dissension within the Justice League. Hmm. Um, This would have ultimately led to the end of the League um, and that John Kent would have gone to... um, well, I think he I think he I, I'm not up on John Kent in the, the main book, but does he go to the 31st century? He does to hang yeah. out with the Legion. Yeah. OK, yeah, with, um, so this is run. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this would have caused him to I don't know if this I don't know if that what you're talking about happened before 2019, but this would have been a catalyst for him to spend a lot of time 
in the 31st century because he would have felt betrayed by his father, no place in the world. Hey, let me go hang out over there, which actually makes sense for the character and echoes Superman because if I remember correctly, Superman spent a lot of time there when he was younger. Um, I believe it happened after it was one of the first things Bendis did uh, after John was aged up. Which would made no sense, honestly. It's like, hey, John's aged up. He's back with his family. Uh, Let's send him away again. Yeah. This makes more sense in terms of a reason for him to go. I see. Okay. Um, And then Superman would have... uh, (laughs) In in the Superman Last Days book, uh, Superman would be in his 60s. Um, Because that's what Dark Crisis and Changing of the Guard, which was a whole event that they had planned. Um, Death Metal Dark Crisis, by the way, which was the original name. I think all of us know that. But if if you didn't, that's the case. Um, So now we're talking about a Superman in his 60s who retires to Africa. uh, Takes Lois Lane, retires to Africa, um, leaves his son to be Superman. Um and that would be pretty much the end of Superman. Oh, well, not quite. Superman would have the whole world war world thing. Mm. Um, that that would he would have been imprisoned. Um, oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. He would have gone to war world to uh, to liberate it. But the, the, the fact of Superman being gone still happened. He didn't go to Africa. He went to War World. So in our, in our real time, instead of doing the Africa part, he just went to um, he just went to War World. So he got rid of him anyway, just in a different way. Man, I would have paid to see Superman wearing a kufi. That would have been great. <laughs> oh my god! Hey, he's Superman, why not retire somewhere like Interstellar? Well, because he he was losing his powers. Right. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. Yeah. Is Africa like, oh, sunlight, maybe? I think, uh, I don't know if this is still canon, but in Infinite Crisis, he had a second, or before Infinite Crisis, he had a second fortress in Africa. Mm. That's oh, okay. smells familiar. And, it, and it's funny because Kingdom just, made, just said maybe that's why he had the white temples. You're exactly right. The white temples in the canon and what really happened was the result of an alien attack that saw Superman kind of weakened. But in 5G, it would have been due to, um, you know, the whatever would have happened in Death Metal Dark Crisis and the aging up and stuff like that. So we still got white hair Superman just for a completely different reason. I'm confused by that. Why? And I guess we'll talk about this at the wrap up. Why why do all this? Was I, I guess art must have been already done. Um, wasn't like this is this is also around the time Morrison took over for Superman yes. and, the, uh, and the Authority. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And Morrison talks about how uh, was the Dio that wanted him to write a more conservative, uh, antagonistic yep. Superman yep. as yeah. well. Yeah, that's right. Um, I don't. It feels like a, a giant game of telephone, honestly. Where it's like somebody found a whole bunch of scraps of a plan and tried to recreate it, and so that's mm-hmm. why we have we have like sort of things that are similar. Um, I, if I have together, 
yeah, I have to think they're just taking names and concepts of ideas at this point because it was so planned out. Like they still have the material. Sure. Yeah. So they're just like, well, we can use this. Let's just use it until it's, you know, uh, used up. Right. New stuff at that point. It's just so, it's just so weird. Um, they wanted to do a weekly book. DC's known for that. 52. Um, Countdown. Yep. Yep. Brightest day. Another one. Yep. Uh, Batman Eternal. If you guys remember that. that yep. yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. The Last Call would have been their uh, latest weekly series. It was going to be um, written by a Portland crew. Uh, Brian Bendis, Kelly Sudaconic, Matt Fraction, and Greg Rucka. Hmm. That would have been the team that would have worked on it. Um, and The Last Call basically would have been like, Hey, here are all the last, you know, big stories with your favorite characters before we give them the boot. Mm. So that was the idea behind that. Uh, Changing of the guard would have been an event that would have happened after Death Metal Dark Crisis, which we know Scott Snyder was very opposed to that name and ultimately got his wish. Um. And, and, and I want you guys to really think, like, think about all the stuff that was happening in DC around that time. Doomsday Clock, right? Yeah. Which wow. felt like a complete like on a completely different track of death metal. Doomsday Clock references 5G. It does. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I I'm not sure if it's the only comic to do that. But if it's not, the only other time that I can think that maybe there was a 5G reference was also in a Jeff Johns book, which was the Flashpoint uh, Batman. And when you say 5G, you mean literally the the, the number five, the letter G. Next yes. To it. Yeah, like yeah. in universe, they called it 5G. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's literally what they called it. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah. So death original death metal would have ended with the primary superheroes aged up and then changing of the guard was going to be an event that would, for some reason, cause the younger heroes to what? Have to rise up to meet a threat. Well, what just happened? It's true. Dark yeah. Crisis. DC's Dark Crisis and Infinite Earths. Yep. <laughs> hmm. Unbelievable. And it, yeah. Sorry, it just it's a shame that because some of these ideas are pretty cool. Uh, they they have legs. I think they they extend into a lot of what obviously is happening now. Um, but it's always nice to see ideas get fully formed and then get put pen to paper. Um, these adaptations and the way that they piece things together, it makes a lot of what's been going on feel sloppier now, mm. and mm. it's a bit frustrating. That's an interesting point. I yeah. I don't know if I. Uh, agree i take i take your meaning but i I, to me what's been happening lately anyway feels a lot more uh it feels to me it feels a lot more like the john's era Hmm. dark crisis leading into you know uh uh uh, dawn of the dcu or whatever the fuck it is 
you know, a new generation rising up and new status quos for everything, you know, younger superheroes uh, taking over uh, the rise of, you know, John Kent and, and Superboy and, um, but I, I, I can see what you mean with sort of a grander narrative. I just don't, I don't think a long-term thing like that would be good for big two superhero plans. Because this, I mean, this project, in theory, you know, would have been five, ten years, it sounds like. Well, um, I'll re- I guess I'll reference it a little in a little bit, but Dan Dan's plan went at least into 2023, um, and that's just in terms of like what like story that we know. But yeah. according to reports at the time, if Dan had his way, this would have been DC, like going yeah. forward in perpetuity. So yeah. if it was up to him, maybe even longer than ten years. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like right now, we had you know. <sighs> Five minutes where the Justice League goes dead, and that's all the machine can handle, right? Like, and they built it that way. It would have, I, I think, it would have completely wrecked everything. It would have made it more interesting, say, for you and I, Marco. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it would have wrecked the machine, right? There would have been a new super team in dc not called the justice league the young justice league not quite mm. the great lakes justice league not West even Coast close it would have been called the justice alliance oh <laughs> that rolls off the tongue like a turd the ja Ooh. not even the jla the ja yeah ja ja ja, ja. um they, they'd be so uh, They'd the jaw would have a been lot for- of murders. <laughs> well played. Yeah. The jaw would have been formed uh, as a result of the Batman versus Robin event, where John Kent would have realized the importance of the relationship between Batman and Superman, bring Wonder Woman into the fold, and basically it would have been a team featuring the new heroes. Um, a little quirky. Uh, it would have had uh, Sojourner. As Green Lantern, um, a new Flash, uh, the daughter of uh, Captain Boomerang, um, which would have been the new the new Flash, I guess, based on the way this is written. What? Um, yeah. What? So uh, Captain Boomerang Junior, who is a character and has Flash powers. <laughs> no, was this the Flash with uh with no legs and had the, the prosthetics? Well, let me just read from the article because I don't actually know what you're talking about. Um, So it says, uh, and as a new Flash, the child of Flash villain and Suicide Squad member Captain Boomerang, likely to be Bolt, the daughter of Australian criminals in future state Suicide Squad playing the role of Flash. I didn't read that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I just know there was, there was a new Flash during those like uh, those future state Justice League things that was a different character. So. Oh, so that's what I just that's what I just talked about. Yeah. The 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 daughter oh. of Australian, yeah. I didn't know she was his daughter. Yeah. 
I don't think I don't think in Future State she was. Oh, okay, I got you. I That's got you. yeah. Yeah. Oh, Maybe like the design would have been the same. Yeah, I, I think she was missing legs, if I recall. It Marco, so like I think I think it's a retcon in the sense that Dan Didio's original plan was for it to be Boomerang's daughter in Future State. They used the ideas, the general ideas, but they changed stuff. That's all, you know, all this whole thing. So like originally it would have been Captain Boomerang's daughter, now it's just the daughter of Australian criminals. You know, nameless people. And uh, uh, Tyler, I looked it up. It Alinta is yeah, Bolt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, she has the prosthetics. Yeah, so there you go. Um, so we've got the Justice Alliance, which is uh, a name that needs some help. Uh, let's let's go back to Batman real fast because there would have been an event in 2023 called the Hunt for Batman. Um, now. Keep in mind, we are in 2023 right now, but all this stuff would have been happening in like 2020. So at this point, it would have been three years since Joker killed Bane for Batman. So according to this, Joker would not have appeared in publication in that three-year time span and would have returned in the Hunt for Batman event to face off with the new Batman that would have been Jace Fox. In this event is where he would have revealed that he killed um, Bane for Batman. Uh, Batman would be on the run. Um, but instead of, uh, like, Jace having to go to the ends of the earth to find him, Bruce would eventually submit to justice and stand trial for the death of Bane. You know, like Ezra Miller. <laughs> Yeah, it gives fifty bucks. You'll be all right. Well, even that, we still feel like if it still feels like there's some of a, a DNA there that you know Batman goes too far, and what what's the failsafe that happens? You know, like we we have a little bit of that in the Zdarsky stuff. Okay, activate failsafe. That's interesting. Hmm. I want. I would love to know if the origins of failsafe lie in 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 this. To be fair, oh. it is a straightforward kind of premise as well, but. Sure, but I think in in the context of that story, like I, that's a natural way to spin that out. Yeah, yeah, I don't disagree. Maybe um, maybe that's why uh, failsafe and like his reasoning feels so flimsy. thin. Yeah, yeah, flimsy. Is yeah, that we we never actually saw that. Hmm. So this is this is all the 5G files that we have so far. I'm, I'm assuming there will be more because we didn't touch on Wonder Woman. We didn't touch on Flash. Um, we didn't really get into a lot of the other characters. But Dan Didio clearly had a plan. This is the most like ambitious, complete um, plan that I've ever heard that didn't happen in comics. Do you guys think that this is so bad that they needed to get rid of the plan and him. I think. Well, they didn't get rid of the plan. <laughs> well, cherry you know. picked. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think as a reader, a longtime reader, I would have enjoyed this because it is radically I, different. Yeah. Um, I think in terms of the people who run DC and Warner Brothers, um, this seems like shooting themselves in the foot. Um, in terms of marketing thing, I don't think this is something they want to do. They don't want to get rid of Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman. Um, yeah. 
and I want what big wigs in a in a in a, in a corporate uh, you know boardroom wouldn't want. So yeah. I understand yeah. why they didn't do it. I kind of wish they did. Um, just for something different, you know, mm-hmm. like it just seems wildly different. And I think the the weird amalgamation of of not getting it and sort of getting it that we have currently um, is weird. It works like John Ken, I think, is working. Your floor barely there. Uh, you know, Jace Jace Fox, um, kind of on his own there. thing. <laughs> yeah, um, I think the dawn of DCU or you know dawn of DC coming up has teased these characters having a more presence. So I'm wondering if that's a that is the result of them retooling things. And this is you know um, kind of the the all right here's our here's our second chance at this um, because the, the that that preview that we saw last week. Uh, the different characters and stuff there it's a lot of what is just listed out you know yeah yeah so maybe that could be what i want but i kind of liked this uh this idea i don't i don't hate it you know but that's a good point tyler that they're as much as they didn't feel to participate as much as they could have been or seemingly were planning to participate now that we're post our crisis on infinite earths uh then i think this is that opportunity to do a fresh reset you 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 now have the reins to do whatever you want with the characters versus hey we have the bones of an idea and because it's already fleshed out let's keep trucking along because that's where the narrative of some of the books were heading let's not disrupt that make it to the 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 end point that that they had and now we're at blank slate and i think that the the potential there's a really exciting at that point and like it's not like Mar- marvel can't do this because they have a whole movie corporation that's kind of tied in to this in a, in a weird way where doing that would be a big deal dc don't have that right now you know yeah Th- but they desperately the want it sure they want it yeah jim lee is is in meetings with james gunn about synchronicity we talked about sure it. now but like back then back when this was originally planned like it was all over the place you know well, so yeah, they, they, this times, would have been the chance for them to do it how many but how many times a month did we talk about warner brothers reshuffling the chairs and getting rid i if i recall correctly this um this is the the era when uh dan didio was fired Yes. We'd are we'd already talked about DC reshuffling like three times. If I remember correctly, Dan Didio was fired because of that. He was fired because of budget cuts, not because of 5G. Um yeah, didn't he get in a a big one with Snyder? Yes. I think I think Dan Didio may have been able to survive the cuts. If it weren't for the fact that he was trying to do 5G and was so bullish about it and pissed off a lot of people behind the scenes, but he wasn't fired because of it. Yeah. Um, And I wonder what would have happened if he had stayed. You you know what? I still think we can have our cake and eat it too in a certain way. Um, We are. Well, in in a more direct way, we got the multiverse. If somebody would say, if pick this up and like said, hey, there is a different DC world out there. That was 5G. Let's take a trip over there. See what that was like. See what what could have been. 
exists in the hypervice. I think I think the ship for that has sailed because they did so much of it already. Um, I personally, I don't like. I I think these. I think what Dan had planned is so amazingly interesting, yeah. but I don't know that I actually need to see it play out. Um, because I can't. Like, look, we're past the point where you can say, "All right, look, we're taking these characters off the board." And for ten years, there's just gonna they're they're just not gonna be there. Like you're just yeah. new, the next generation is gonna have Wally West, you know, and that's gonna be their their Flash. That ain't happening. The reason why that worked in the past is because people were new people were joining comics, and they were doing it of their own volition, not for a character, just because they wanted to. And when they started reading, Wally West was the Flash. So to them, that's the Flash, right? But we don't go ahead, Kale. Uh, back then, uh, comics were soap operas versus exactly. being comics. Right. And like on soap operas, yeah, you had your longstanding characters, but people died and then they were gone and you would have new people. And that's just the way it worked. And if you started watching the soap opera years down the line, these were your main characters. Yep. Comics yeah, doesn't have the influx of new readers that it used to have to make that something that you can do and make it work. That doesn't mean you can't have, you know, John Kent. But the reason why John Kent works and the others don't, I think, is in part because it's a natural progression of Clark Kent. Yeah. Jace mm. Fox, Tim Fox, is not a natural progression of Bruce Wayne. Nightwing is because he's already here. Yep. I was saying. Has been all along. Exactly. Right. Which which explains the pivot. Exactly. Hmm. I don't think fans would have accepted this. I think it would have tanked. I think it's compelling. But comics, big two comics, don't get to be this different. Not for a long time. I, yep. it, doing something like this would have been the most revolutionary thing big two, big two comics ever did. And it would have of, destroyed it. I don't disagree. But would I have liked <laughs> to watch that car crash? You betcha. Oh, yeah. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Honestly, like, I, I kind of wish Rich would turn this into like a serial style podcast, you know? Yeah, yeah. I would love that. I, would, I, I almost – go ahead. Shit, call him. <laughs> You're the one who lives here. Let's produce get, it. Get him on the show. <laughs> I wanted to do this weekly. I thought maybe we could do it like a weekly bit. I was like, eh. If, if it continues, maybe we'll do it that way. Mm. Um, Replacing Ezra Watch now that that's – uh, yeah cool down <laughs> i i don't know this is so incredible like batman on the run superman kind of turning heel a little bit and then dipping off to africa like there's there's meat there there really is and i think that the three characters that were to be replacing the the the, the trinity got the short end of the stick it's a shame that um that uh uh what's his name tim fox or whatever um sucks now um it's a shame that yada floor has no real place in anything yeah no heat if you liked future state if you read those books and you enjoyed them two questions one why <laughs> how <laughs> who because I didn't read them. One, 
do they make sense within the context of everything we just talked about? Because the future state books were supposed to be like, hey, we worked so hard on this 5G stuff that we're no longer doing. Here's what that would have been while we work on newer stuff. That's what Future State was. So if you've read Future State, does that make sense to you? I read Future State. Um, no. Uh, it Future State was all over the place. Like, you'd have the Batman stuff, which was, like, in this Gotham that turned into Blade Runner all of a sudden. Yep. And then, like, the Autoflorish stuff was in the Amazon, kind of doing its own thing. It didn't really yeah, feel Brazilian. like a cohesive world, honestly. It felt like story beats that they just want. They, they just needed to put out because they already had it planned. And their main line was getting getting changed, so they needed time to kind of reposition the main line. Um, it felt like a weird. It felt more like um. Uh, what was that? Uh, that one time where all the multiverses were colliding, and there were these weird books that was like a stopgap in the line. Oh, I forget what it was. There was like a in Shazam book by Doc Shaner at the time. Oh, Convergence. Convergence. It oh, felt a lot yeah. more like Convergence to me. That yeah. was crazy. Yeah, it was. It was. Future State was a very uh, a very similar thing to Convergence. Convergence was the one that happened while they were moving, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And th- what was the – wasn't there one in between the Forever Evil stuff as well? There was a Villains Month sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, but there was yeah. one that they went in the future also. Oh, you're right. It was the year after Villains when they still had the they did the other 3D covers. Yeah. Right. Whatever. I don't recall. There was a swamp I... thing with the 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 metal. The Future's end. end. Yeah. Future's end. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Because that show was hot. Batman it had and um, stuff. Yeah. Uh, 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 Black Canary was on somebody's chest. Yeah. And it gave them supersonic powers. Her her head was like stapled Ooh. to somebody's chest. I don't remember yeah. who it was. Great start Some the that... reactor kind of thing. Some of that stuff yeah. was hit or miss, but when it hit, it was good. I, DC is amazing. What a what a what an amazing, <laughs> beautiful tragedy company. I I love it. I, Sean, I, I didn't delve into the D, the the five G files as much as you did. I, I was looking at headlines and, and tweets and stuff about it, but I didn't delve into the actual articles, which I, I yeah. plan on doing. But does Rich explain how he got a lot of this stuff? Like his process? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I mean, not not in any great detail, sure, of course, but he out. says that yeah. uh, he spoke to a lot of creators who were willing to talk to him off the record about this. Wow. Various conventions, scuttlebutt that he would hear. He just picked stuff up and put this together. I wonder how much and, money and he I spent guess, on booze to, to get this information. Right? Yeah. Quite a bit. <laughs> I guess I have to say, you know, to some degree, take it with a grain of salt because this isn't factual from DC, but we'll yeah. never get that version. Yeah. Maybe in 10 years, the way that they did the new 52 retrospective where they somehow got top tier creators to talk for real about what happened, maybe we'll get that. But for now, this is as good as it's going to get. Ooh, you know who could be that podcast? We can, get a few, we can get a few people to uh, come on board, spill some guts. Um, how do, how I does... Know, I don't know about that. <laughs> how, how does the Doomsday Clock stuff fit into that? Because that's obviously another wilder side of what was going on like was there anything in the files there uh, let me email jeff we'll see if he can answer that yeah hit him up real quick um it's never mind um so to answer <laughs> that uh no so doomsday clock 
you know, was was before all this. And I think that I think that Jeff Johns kind of was wanting his own little portion of DC. This is at the time when it felt like there was there was three creators vying for power. Um, I think Tom King, I think Scott Snyder, and I think Jeff Johns. And they all had events that don't have anything to do with each other at all, but they were each trying to drive the narrative of DC forward. Heroes in Crisis was doing it in its own way, Doomsday Clock in its own way, and obviously uh, Death Metal. Um, but Doomsday Clock is the only one that actually feels like it's on the track that Dan Didio had set for the simple reason that it talks about 5G. Well, it even, it even starts introducing a, a slightly more jaded Superman, you know? Yeah. Like starting to question himself and all that. Read read Death Metal again. No thanks. Read Death. Read. I, I got you. I, <laughs> I feel that. I, but but if you read it again, or if you recall it at least, even when oh my god, even when Phil and I were doing the reviews, we kept talking about the fact that Scott Snyder was clearly writing a meta story about how he hates editorial at DC. And if you read it again, it's clear now to me that that's exactly what he was doing. Because they had that, there was that alien character with a briefcase that was walking around that was just like, well, we're going to, all these stories now, everything, I'm from the, the universe behind the universe behind yep. the universe. Yep. It's, it, it's, it's amazing. God, I there, there should be a book me. about this. You ever read the Untold History of Marvel Comics? Great book. No. By the way, fantastic book. One of the few books with just words that I was able to get through. Um, I would like something <laughs> Still similar. Still comics. Yeah, I, I yeah, I would like something similar about this. That'd be great. Yeah, I I agree. Th- this needs that story to be told. This is this is this is amazing. Like a dark side of the ring sort of thing. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Or a death of WCW. Like <laughs> I, I I want it. Um. Do you guys prefer? This is the last question. Do you guys prefer where we are? Or where we could have been. Where we are. Yeah. I think we went through some... Uh, we had a rough patch. Free. Uh, well, you know, right around the pandemic. And I think, you know... Yeah, yeah we did, Kale. <laughs> yeah, right around the pandemic. Um, but the, um, you know, DC was doing a lot of weird stuff. But I think ultimately... I think we're in a good spot now um, that there is like a future and a plan that makes DC Comics at least look good. And it's fun. For me, it's as simple as I'm a big fan of Dick Grayson. Um, and, Light pause. I caught you, Tyler. And uh, <laughs> if Didio was in control, we well, would never see him again. So the fact that we finally are getting that Nightwing really stepping into, not even stepping into Bruce's shoes, but like becoming an equal um, is something I've always wanted. So like the fact that we're finally getting there, uh, that has me super excited. And, and, And to that point, who was the main character of Dark Crisis? Nightwing. Yeah. Dan Didio's... Least favorite boy. Yep. Sticking it to the man. Absolutely. Um, I think 
that the the fact that the plan was all top down, which is the same problem DC had during the New Fifty Two era, well documented fact. That is the sole reason, well, one of two reasons I should say why I don't think this should have happened, and why I'm happier with where we are. Um, writers have to come in and write this. Artists have to come in and draw this. If they're not passionate about it, no matter what the idea is, it's just not going to get over. I think that the creators having the ability to tell the stories that they want to tell and not being dictated is the way to go. And they didn't want to do this. The fact that Scott Snyder, who by all accounts is a good guy, you know, he's a company man in a lot of ways, was adamant about not doing this. That tells me something. They went through this. Uh, several of the writers who were at DC in 2018, 2019 were there in 2011. And they dealt with what happened. And they don't want to do it again. And also look at where Snyder is now. Not a big two, you know? Not even he's, there. He, he, he that, that almost turned him off on superhero comics entirely. Where, like, he's really just doing creator-owned stuff right now. I would bet. I would bet that... That is a huge reason why. Sure. Financials aside, I think that just being shackled is a huge reason why. Yeah, bet on yourself instead. And you know what's interesting? Hale is old as time. Remember how we, when we interviewed Jeff Johns, I kind of tried to, I, I, I was trying to see if he would talk about like, um, you know, his interactions with editorial. And according to him, he never, ever had a problem with editorial. They, he always got to do what he wanted. I think the only thing that that seemed a little that he seems a little annoyed with was talking about Doomsday Clock's release, with yeah. it releasing well, too soon before they had stuff in the can like he wanted. Yeah, um, but outside of that, yeah, and that's which, which that, smart. Don't, don't don't burn that bridge. But you know, I just think that's interesting. I don't know what that means, but I think it's funny that Scott Snyder, you know, even in his class, he talks about some of the clashes that he had with editorial. He was going to take his name off of Batman. Yeah. Um, mm. So juxtapose that with a with Jeff Johns, who says that other than Doomsday Clock, he had no issues. He's the child of comics, the golden boy. Had a preference. Well, it didn't weren't there a lot of rumors for a long time about him and Dan Didio like bunning heads? See, I thought I remembered that. I I thought I remembered that, and I thought that um I thought that rebirth was actually yes. something that Didio yeah. did not want, but Johns did, and Johns got his way. Yeah, I can. I mean, I can understand why Johns wouldn't, you know, divulge that kind of stuff on a no-name podcast with, you know, that, you know, <laughs> for sure. But I, but I, I took what he said to mean, like, if you look at the books that Johns has done I feel like he's done what he's wanted yeah he had the run of events for years he was him and Morrison were basically the only event writers that they had yeah character wise if he was writing a character he ran that character yep so even if him and Dan butted butt heads I kind of feel like Johns won out and I think that's why he's cool because even to this day, who needed Flashpoint Beyond? From a from a from an editorial standpoint, you don't need that book. 
But that's John's baby. So he keeps telling those stories. And they're good, but DC's publishing them because he's Jeff Johns. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This has been the 5G file. (laughs) Thank you, Bleeding Cool. Thank you, Bleeding Cool. Thank you, Rich Johnson. If they update this, we will 100% be talking about this going forward. If you guys are into it, if you like this, this is compelling to you. Let us know, and we'll do it. Maybe it'll just be a segment, and we'll do one a week, or however we you know, put it out. Let us know what you think. Mark, um, Marco and I will get the, the sounder ready for it. Yeah, Sean, Sean can, you, can, you, uh, can you say this has been the uh, 5G Files again? Yes. Uh, we're the Comics Pals, and this has been the 5G Files. What, what, was, was that the beginning to I Wish? No, it's the chords to rain. It's weave shit. Much different uh, musical references there. All right. Marco, you should legitimately record something. If I have plans. Okay. All right. All right. Yeah, so let us know. Follows, guys. Sorry? Uh, once Marco did that, then we got like four new followers on, on Twitch as soon as Marco started playing music. So, you know, is that the case? I guess not. Um, anyways, we, we did. We literally did just get a new follower. I don't know. Oh, I, I missed who it was, but six new ones. We really did. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. I thought you were BSing. Well, no, welcome. Thank you for the follows. Appreciate that, guys. Um, unfortunately, you came in at the end. It's the end of the show. We just did the 5G files. We just talked the for you know, forty minutes about all of DC's plans that went awry, but some of them they continue to use, um, and we'll do that in the future. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, make sure that you are watching us live if you can. This show's live every single Saturday at ten fifteen a.m. Eastern, uh, and Thursdays at six p.m. Eastern for Pals Polls. That is our comics review show. If you want to vote for the listener pick, which every week there is a there is a a listener pick slot that we review a book that you guys choose head on over to Twitter a few minutes after the show's over poll will be up cast your vote for which book you want to make us read the listeners are undefeated when it comes to picking a book that at least I like but I think we've all sort of enjoyed them yeah yeah I think so pretty consistently yeah Um, we can't even pick books for each other that we like purgatory That was a book. Okay. Are you good? But, that was a book three out of four of us had yeah. fun with. So. Yeah. Yep. So technically undefeated. No miss. Yep. So cast your vote. Uh, that's on Twitter. Of course, at the Comics Pals on all social media platforms. That includes TikTok. Head on over there to watch some uh, some funny videos and, uh, you know, ask Tyler about his uh, TikTok algorithm. If you want to see him scurry. Oh, don't ask me about that. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, join our Discord server, a link to which is in the description of anything that we do. We're always having fun over there. The best way to support the show is patreon.com slash the comics pals, where for as little as $3 a month, you are getting a newsletter a week. Palling Around, which is our exclusive show over there, um, where we talk about non-comics related stuff, personal stuff. Um you get uh, your name shouted out on the show. You get to influence the book clubs, which we just put out the latest listener-influenced um, book club, which was House and Powers of X. So you can check that out. 
Um, and also, we're putting out a new show. We are in the middle of working on a new project, and we want your help. So if you're a member of Patreon, if you're hanging out with us over there, um, you can help us by watching the latest thing that we put together, the latest new show, and letting us know what you think about it. As of now, that is staying right over there. Um, and uh, yeah, for everything else, at the Comics Pals. Let's do the plugs. Kale. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Comics Pals. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Toto Into. That's T-O-T-O-I-N-T-O-W. You can find my work at Kaleward.com. That's C-A-L-E-W-A-R-G.com. Speaking of Patreon, uh, for my newsletter this week, uh, it went out a little late, but I posted the script for a short horror film that I wrote. Um, it's, uh, It's only 15 pages, but... I like it. I think it's, you know, I think it's pretty good. Only? That's pretty cool. You might ben, like it. I put out recipes. You're going to make, I got to do a whole script now. I mean, you make whole recipes. Yeah, fair. I, fair. I don't even make a physical thing. Fair. I, I don't even print You're saying I'm a more productive out. member of society. I appreciate it. That, that's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm asking for valid, monetary validation for my imagination. And I'm the worst person for that. <laughs> Marco? Uh, less than $3. $3, I think, is what you can get $3 it for. Yeah. more. Yeah. Uh, you can follow me at Mr. Marco Enomoto on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, I just found out yesterday that Random Acts of Flyness Season 2 came out. And so I'm going to be watching that because Season 1 is phenomenal. Random acts of flyness. What is that? Is that a is that an anime? It's an no. It's an HBO show. Oh, okay. um, Terrence Nance, and it's just art. It is a beautiful show. Tyler, I think you get a kick out of it. It is absolutely phenomenal. Maybe, maybe. So, talk to me about that. At the end of the weekend, and then I'm back on my oh one piece shit. Oh, uh, and thank you, Catherine. Yeah, if you guys aren't subscribed on our YouTube, please go ahead and do that. That would help a lot. Um, anyone who's just randomly not subscribed uh, to us on YouTube, please do that. Uh, Tyler. Uh, you can follow me at the Tyler Olson on Instagram and Twitter. Um, watch my – I did a review on the uh, Marvel Legends Daredevil. Uh, this is the old one. Uh, the other one's up in my display case. Um, it was a three-pack. So it was Bullseye, Daredevil, and Electra. That's on YouTube. You can check that out. That was fun to do. Um, I might do a stream this week of me bagging and boarding some comics. So – Ooh. If you're interested in that, just to hang out, let me. That's know. a lot of fun. ASMR. Uh, yeah, the crinkle of the maybe, plastic. Maybe. The the little slip of the of the of the board going. That was just like. I legitimately have bags and boards. You guys didn't see them, but I have bags and boards uh, ready to go, and I'm supposed to have been done that. For those books, yes, bro. What? Just do, just do a hangout yeah. stream. <laughs> yeah, you could just yeah, just shoot the breeze, Bag ASMR, pack some comics. I do have Probably a lot something to, to that. Yeah. And organized kind of too. I have a CLZ Comics uh, a database app, which is a fantastic purchase, where you can actually scan the barcode with your iPhone camera or your mm-hmm. iPad camera or whatever, and it then puts it into a database for you of the comics you own. So. Um, and then tells he you, like, me. is it a key issue? Is it a new uh, first appearance by somebody? You know, it, it gives you that in the app as well. So um, could be cool. I can I could stream my iPad doing that as long as I don't get weird notifications. I got to turn those off. As for me, 
You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram only at Sean Soapbox. Uh, I have gotten to the point where I have nearly beaten Elden Ring, which means that I will have time to read comics again. Um, <laughs> you got some to read. I do. I do have a lot to read. Um, and I'm excited to do that. I'm very excited to read Department of Truth. Yes. Yeah, yes, there indeed. There we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Until next week, we're the Comics Pal signing off. Take care, guys. Go watch an Ultraman. Good. Bye. I should have just ended it early before I got to hear that. Right. Yeah. Yep.